0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Media Boat Podcast. This is a special episode of SoloCast. Uh, this is your host, Mike. Uh, Matt is off tonight. He's seeing Slater Kenny, and we'll be back next week with his own special SoloCast. But for tonight, you got me. And this is of course the Media Boat Podcast where we talk about movies, TV, music, and video games in that order. Thank you very much. And um, we'll just get right into it. This will be a quick episode. Look at him about 40 minutes. We got no one. One thought. Technically two, but one thought. Um, we're gonna get right into it. And we always start this podcast with uh, movies, and we always start movies with the weekend box office at number one. Uh, by the way, with the weekend box office, all four of the new releases charted in the top four. So let's see what was number one. We have Midway with 17 million dollars, World War II with Fire at 12 million. And at number four, Last Christmas with eleven million. Uh, That and rounding out your top five, Terminator: Dark Fate with ten million dollars. That is a low, low, low box office, and just overall disappointing for those four new releases, as most likely Midway will not hold over. For the number one box office Instead You'll likely lose that crowd To one of these upcoming films First one Being The Good Liar Starring Helen Mirren And, Helen Mirim and Ian McKellen As old people Who have too much time on their hands To try to swindle each other out of money uh, We also have Charlie's Angels Directed by Elizabeth Banks And you know Girl power, looks good, looks interesting. Probably gonna bomb, though. And lastly, Ford vs. Ferrari. Now this is the first, I want to call it, of the potential Best Oscar nominees, or Best Picture nominees for the Academy Awards. Ford vs. Ferrari stars Matt Damon and Christian Bale as they try to win the... Tour Grand Prix with a Ford car, something that is based off of a true story. So, you got that going for you. Uh, Those three are your new releases this week. I'm going to call Ford vs. Ferrari as your number one film. And since I have no one to put that up against, we're just going to move right ahead and go right into the news. First up, Adam McKay is back in the news. Uh, After recently departing from Will Ferrell and their Gary Sanchez Productions, it didn't take long for him to set up his own production company. Hyper Object Industries is up and running with a new first-look deal at Paramount Pictures. Uh, They will um, most likely take on McKay's next film, Don't Look Up, which is being described as a dark satire in the school of Wag the Dog, Dr. Strangelove, and Network, which is about two mid-level astronomers that discover a meteorite that will destroy Earth in six months and must go on a media tour to warn mankind. Sounds like a very interesting premise there. Hyper Object Industries already has a five-year first-look television deal at HBO and also revealed the new company will be making podcasts as well. So, for all of you who are feeling bad about Adam McKay and Will Ferrell breaking up, not to worry, Adam McKay is doing just fine on his own with Hyper Hyper Object Industries. Hopefully that's gonna have a really cool logo in front of its mo- in front of its films. But hey, good for Adam McKay setting up at Paramount. they've had a long relationship uh, with Gary Sanchez productions and this looks to be a good spot for Paramount and for Adam McKay. Well done on both your ends. Moving on, we're going to talk about CJ Entertainment. Ever heard of them? well you might have as they are a south korean production company that has been working on building a dedicated presence in the u.s by producing a couple of films you might have heard of including *Snowpiercer* and parasite well now it is preparing to expand in the u.s by selling remake rights of asian ips and ultimately having US offices to act on its own. They are currently looking to produce two to three films next year that are ranging from five million dollars to fifty million dollars and securing international distribution in the process. This is a up-and-coming company that you may want to keep your eyes out on. CJ Entertainment is Uh, looking to corner that international box office by taking films that are made by uh, Asian filmmakers and translating those into American audiences. This is something that is always done um, in Hollywood. Um, They always take foreign IPs and they kind of switch to make them their own. Usually it takes about two to five years for a decent film like that to come out. But it seems like CJ Entertainment has a little insider knowledge that we don't know about. Uh, But hey, whatever works for you, keep a lookout for them. And that's it for movies. Wow, we are just zooming right through here. So let's keep on zooming into NASCAR because we're talking about sports as we hit the television segment. We always start television with sports. And as such, let's round back around to NASCAR as this upcoming weekend, the NASCAR Finals are in Homestead, Florida with Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Kevin Harvick in contention to win the championships. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick are are all returning finalists, um, four-time finalists, to the NASCAR Championship, whereas Martin Truex Jr. is his second time around. Um, This will be a well-interesting race. I look forward to it, although I might not be able to get time to watch it. So, highlights it is for me. Speaking of highlights, baseball season had a bunch of highlights, and November 12th uh, and uh, this upcoming Thursday marks the MLB awards finalists or finals the winners, the end, the championships, the trophies, the hardware. The MLB award finalists, those in contentions for these awards, have been revealed with the American League MVPs narrowed down to Alex Bregman, Mike Trout, and Marcus Simeon. I think we're all rooting for Mike Trout there. As for the NL National League MVP, we have Cody Bellinger, Anthony Rendon, and Christian Yelich. I'm gonna put my money on Anthony Rendon for that one. As for the pitchers, The American League Cy Young Award, we have Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton, and Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is the obvious choice, but Garrett Cole did amazing pitching, and hopefully he will win as he is slated to come to the Angels, so a bit of home bias there. And lastly, for the National League Cy Young finalists, we have Jacob deGrom, Hyun Jin Ryu and Max Scherzer. While Max Scherzer was in uh, the World Series, I'm going to put money on Jacob DeGrom uh, to take home the hardware. And lastly, in sports news, the Dolphins, the undefeated Sunnyside Dolphins, can finally pop open the champagne at last as the last undefeated team, the San Francisco 49ers were beat by the Seattle Seahawks on a thriller of an overtime Monday night game. So, so, so sad. Uh, There is no undefeated team, but hey, that is a tough thing to do. And the fact that we lasted 10 weeks, this is week 10, 8, 9, 10, yes. The fact that we lasted 10 weeks to finally get an undefeated team is quite impressive in its own right and now let's move right along into TV news with the biggest news because if you don't have it your friends probably have it and are probably talking your ear off about it that is Disney Plus as on Tuesday November twelfth, marked the launch of Disney's streaming service and in some last-minute negotiating will be available on even more devices now as Disney announced that they have reached a deal with Amazon to bring Disney Plus to Amazon Fire TV devices in addition to a deal done with Samsung and LT Smart or LG smart TVs. This joins devices that the company has already announced including prod- products from Apple, Google, Roku, and uh, PS4 and Xbox One. The first year will include 25 new original series, 7,500 archived episodes, 10 ex- over 10 exclusive movies, 100 recent films, and 400 titles across all properties. Now, if you're looking, if you happen to have a Vizio TV, I have some bad news for you, as even though you will be able to download the app, it will not be able to run, as Vizio TVs are currently running off a six-year-old Chromecast software. Those softwares are not able to be updated and thus you need to have an external device to be able to stream. Uh, Even though it says smart TVs, apparently it is not all that smart. But I do have Disney Plus which is good news, I have uh, played around with it. The library is very extensive, there are several movies that are title cards shown but Due to streaming rights, they do not have access to it, like Star Wars The Last Jedi and Avengers Infinity War. These films are still under contract over at Netflix. While the title card does appear when you search, the actual film will not be playable, and it gives a disclaimer of when those rights will be up. For Star Wars, it is on December 26th, of this year and as for Infinity War it is of May uh March I think March or May of next year but I will have more thoughts on Disney Plus when I return including thoughts on the new Mandalorian series the world according to Jeff Goldblum high school musical the musical the series and others, ex- other shows and movies exclusive to Disney Plus. Now, as uh, but let's get out of the world of Disney for a quick step, and go to the world of Microsoft. As after many production delays and years in development hell, the Halo TV series is about to roll cameras later this month in Budapest, Hungary. According to the press release, Danny Sapani of Black Panther, Olive Grey of Half Moon Investigators, and Charlie Murphy of Peaky Blinders have all joined the show uh, uh, that is Halo TV, uh, that is the Halo series which of course is based on the microsoft video game franchise the 10 episodes are currently scheduled to air on showtime sometime in quarter one of 2021 that is still just over a year and uh quarter about 15 months let's put it let's put it about 15 months away from airing on showtime so congrats on Showtime for being able to pick up this property and congrats uh, on Microsoft for finally getting the long anticipated long awaited probably overdue and kind of like a what who, huh, audience at this point for Halo, however thought this could line up with the uh, release of Halo Infinite, which is supposed to come next year, uh, next holiday season. So you get your Halo Infinite, and then the Halo TV series. That sounds like something Microsoft might be able to pull off. And that's it for TV news. I have no thoughts as I just got Disney Plus, Plus. And currently going through its library Or its catalog Um, The CMA Awards Are currently airing tonight And I'll have some thoughts on that show uh, When I return However uh, That is a good segue to get into billboards Actually But before we get to billboards We gotta talk about cancellations and renewals And first up the Jim Jeffries Show, cancelled after three seasons on Comedy Central. Cake gets a second season on FXX. Beverly Hills 90210, the reboot, cancelled after one season on Fox. And Fresh Off the Boat, cancelled after six seasons on ABC. And, sadly, one death this week. Laurel Griggs, age 13. Actress on Broadway and TV. uh, Known for Cat on Hot Tin Roof. And some appearances on SNL. Uh, I read up on this and she died of an asthma attack. This is our Media Boat podcast podcast. PSA announcement that if you do have asthma, or if you know of children who have asthma, please, take it seriously. This is not a joke when someone says that they have asthma. This is a serious condition, as you can see here. I mean, it's an an example that it is a life-threatening disease, illness. But, on a lighter note, we have billboards to talk about, and with the bill and with the music comes billboard. With the billboard comes the Hot 100, and we have a new number one this week as "Someone You Loved" by Louis Cabaldi reaches the number one slot, and number two, "Circles" by Post Malone, number three, "Señorita." by Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. At number four, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. And finally, at number five, Lose You to Love Me by Selena Gomez. No new song entered the top five, it just got jumbled around. As for the Billboard 200, Post Malone is yet again the number one album with Hollywood's Bleeding knocking off last week's number one, "Jesus Is King" by Kanye West. At number three, "Al Young Boy 2" by Young Boy Never Broke Again. The only newcomer this week in at number four, "Wild Card" by Miranda Lambert, and finally at number five, "Over It." by Summer Walker. If you don't like any of those albums, well here are the new releases. As we have I Made a Place by Bonnie, Courage by Celine Dion, Ocean by Lady Antebellum, Everybody's Everything by Lil Peep, and our Pathetic Age by DJ Shadow. And let's get right into the music news. As a first story is a bit of a catch up, but something we have slowly been tracking here on the Mediabo podcast. As Harry Shearer, Christopher Guest, Ian McKean, and Rob Reiner, better known as the guys behind This is Spinal Tap. Have resolved their dispute with Universal Music Group regarding the soundtrack recording of their film. This is Spinal Tap. According to the announcement, the film's recordings will continue to be distributed through UMG, and quote, eventually the rights will be given to its to the creators. end quote Further details were not provided. Uh, The $125 million lawsuit was originally filed in October of 2016 by Harry Shearer's Century of Progress Productions, in which it alleged that Universal Music Group and Studio Canal underpaid music royalties in the film and had sought to reclaim their copyrights to the film, its songs, and characters. Seeing as this has now been resolved, it is safe to say that UMG paid out what they were owed in the difference in order to keep this hush-hush, and made a promise to eventually sell it back to its creators in an undisclosed time. This is all, of course, assumption, but it is a safe assumption as, as we say here on the podcast plenty of times, it is a business, and this is a business deal, where they want this to go away, and they want to make everyone at least happy with it, so they paid what they were owed, because that is a losing battle, Um, and, you know, with the promise of giving it back... I would put around 5 to 10 years, seeing as the film is already th- over 30 years old. Well, it's over 30 years old. Oof, that's a long time. Just brain and math in years. Speaking of brain and math in years, Sirius XM, uh, the satellite radio company, announced a special sit down with the one and only. Billy Joel at the Faina Theater in Miami Beach, Florida on December 5th. Billy Joel, colon, an evening of questions and answers, dot dot dot, and a little music too, will feature the legendary musician sitting in front of the piano taking questions from SiriusXM subscribers in the audience. If you're unable to attend in person, you can call into the live event and ask Billy Joel a question. He will also be sharing stories behind his music as well as performing portions of songs in between conversations. SiriusXM subscribers will have the opportunity to win tickets to this private SiriusXM and Pandora event through an invitation sent by email to qualified subscribers. Pandora fans will have a similar opportunity based upon their listening histories. The exclusive event will broadcast live on um, Billy Joel's Sirius XM channel at 8pm Eastern Time on December 5th. So if you're a very avid Billy Joel fan and don't already have the answer to the question you seek you can just ask him in person. All you have to do is either subscribe to SiriusXM or go on Pandora probably be a subscriber there to their Pandora 1 and listen to a bunch of Billy Joel in the hopes of getting tickets to this event. This is an exclusive event, but I am sure, as I am shooting, that there will still be some way to get tickets to this event if you have enough money. Well, speaking of enough money, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get, as that is also the title of an album I listen to, and the first and probably only thoughts of the night? Maybe. Uh, What you see is what you get is a new album by Luke Combs the guy who brought you Hurricane because it hit you like a hurricane This album however does not hit me by a hurricane the first song on the album is about drinking because of course it is but the title itself uh, beer never let me down I believe is what it's called um, is the only song on this album that you really need to listen to uh, the song beer never broke my heart is the hit that is currently on the radio but unfortunately in this hour-long album, it is also the only song you need to listen to off this album. The rest of it feels like a plain country album with nothing to give, nothing to take, nothing to have, nothing to hold, nothing really to enjoy. It's just kind of here, and the fact that it's a hour-long, and still within that hour, I only get one quality song kinda speaks to the quality that Luke Combs is as an artist. Not that it's like I'm on a high and mighty like boat to be um criticizing him. It's uh just that this'll be his third album and It'll be his third album in two years, three years, 2017, 2018, 2019. His third album in three years, and it's just okay at best. And when it's your third album, it's just okay at best. You're kind of running out of steam and songs and stuff to say. It's not a good sign as an artist because you should be getting better, but hey, maybe he'll have another hit somewhere down the line this is not the end of luke combs just i no longer see him as like a viable country option to recommend going to see or going to hear there are plenty of other better artists out there who does what he does but better and when you're trying to stand out in an already crowded field Putting out a lukewarm to chilling album is not going to cut it. And with that, we're already in video games. Wow, look at that. Just barely hitting the half hour mark and we're already in video games. Time moves pretty fast. Speaking of moving pretty fast, we have new releases this week. Including Sparklight for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC Romancing Saga 3 for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC and Terminator Resistan*ce for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC Now these next two hits are going to be not only your big holiday hits this year but are looking to sell a lot of copies First up we have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for the Playstation, Xbox, and PC. This is of course the solo campaign from EA and Respawn. And lastly in new releases Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield for the Switch. This game is a new entry into the Pokemon series. It is on the Switch, and it sets it in a new region, the Galar region, with a hundred new Pokemon for you to come and find. Now that brings me right into the first story, which is of course about Pokemon. Because with the release of Sword and Shield, there has been a lot of chaos from fans as information has been released and or slowly data mined. The most recent news is the restriction that you cannot catch Pokemon that you find in the wild that are at a higher level than what the game wants you to catch. Also, if you bring over a Pokemon uh, and it has a move that is not in the game, the move will no longer work. Notable missing moves include Pursuit, Dragon Rage, Magnitude, and a Hidden Power, all of which have been staples since the early generations. On top of this, there is now new information uh, that came out today that a lot of the character models have the same polygons as black and white, which leads fans to believe that these are reused assets and not necessarily brand new designs or concepts. This has put a lot of people in outrage as a black and white came on DS cartridges that clearly hold a very insignificant amount compared to that of a switch cartridge. And that people are v- complaining a lot seeing as the game freak is, doesn't seem to be putting a lot of heart and or soul, silver, into this game. And it's just irritating a lot of fans because this is on top of the lack of a national decks and that the game is being locked to 30 frames per second in both docked and handheld mode. Normally when you take a switch out of the dock it diverts to 30 fps 720 HD in order to preserve its not only its battery life but to fit on the pixel size but even when it's docked it usually upgrades to 1080p uh, 144 I want to believe refresh rate 60 frames per second And that's just not the case here. It seems like it is just a really big 3DS game ported over to the Switch, which is not what fans want. Fans, I mean, especially when you have fans comparing Pokemon, which is a staple game in the Nintendo library, to games that have come out like Mario Odyssey and even Breath of the Wild, which were both Switch uh, release games. And the fact that they have bigger maps and can do a lot more than the Pokemon games, people are really frustrated. Hardcore fans are getting really frustrated with Game Freak that this was supposed to be the cum de la creme, the top of the top, the first game on a actual console in forever. Because I don't know if you want to include Stadium or Coliseum or Snap or... Let's go Pikachu Navy as games, but, you know, an actual legit open world Pokemon game, which got everyone excited on board when they announced it, and then dashed all those away when they slowly leaked information. But, we'll see if all of this uh, negative commentary will have any effect on the game's sales and or score when it is released. But moving on to our final story of the night, Sony is starting to make some changes as Guerrilla Games uh, president and CEO Herman Holst has been named the new head of head of worldwide studios for the PlayStation. He starts the role immediately and will manage all of Sony's game development across its 14 internal studios. The current, or rather should I say former, President Shuhei Yoshida will leave his current role to lead a new initiative that will look after and nurture external smaller independent studios. The changes are part of Sony Interactive's entertainments restructuring ahead of the launch of the PS5. Herman Hulst has worked with PlayStation since 2001 and recently, through Guerrilla Games, released the Killzone series and Horizon Zero Dawn to critical success. The company has also worked with Kojima Productions on Death Stranding, the game that just released from uh, Kojima, the guy who did Metal Gear. So, this is a good step for someone who has been with the sony family for coming up on 20 years now this also kind of takes it to a step of more of sony becoming a company for game developers by making this movie it's no longer about a bureaucracy of being number crutching but rather seems to be more into the head of making games because the gamers want to play these games More of a single Player storytelling element This can Be good if they Can nail it because with people Having phones that can basically Have the same amount of graphical power Not not saying that it's, It is but With a competing graphical power In their phones and pockets Compared to that Of a console and even with the switch Being as Mobile, vertile as it is, console games may be dying. So, the one way you can get people to go to back to a console to purposely own a console is to have good single player storytelling games. They're taking cues from Microsoft this past generation cycle and how they have kind of, I don't want to say, necessarily failed but haven't necessarily capitalized as much as the PS4 sales did. On top of this, uh, the president of Sony recently said uh, said in a tweet that they're looking to make the move from PS4 to PS5 as swiftly as possible, which marks it within a one-year range to make everything ported over. Now, this isn't to say that all games will be all PS4 games will be immediately be dropped, but it does kind of signal the end of the PS4 as the company starts to make moves towards the PS5 and the next generation. It's here, it's happening, and we better be ready for it because in in the next Sony only press conference coming up, I wouldn't be surprised if they showed off or even name-dropped the PS5. And that brings us to thoughts. And I have one, only one, brief one. Uh, it is Need for Speed, but not the console game. I've been playing Need for Speed, colon, No Limits, which is a prequel to Need for Speed Heat, which is currently on the... On consoles Xbox and Playstation But Need for Speed and no limits Is the mobile prequel game I've been playing that And I love it I like the Need for Speed franchise I like that it's a Quick racing game A lot of the races I will say Are kind of run through The same course So it does kind of get a bit Tedious However it's 30 seconds of tedious. Races only last between 30 seconds and a minute and they're really quick to do. Um, it does do the thing where you have like 10 canisters of fuel so you can only do 10 races per day. However, it's not even per day it's For three hours I think, as once you're done with the canisters, it's just on a timer till it resets. So you can play in the morning, all 10, and then play in the afternoon, you get all 10, and then play at night and get all 10. Now, there are microtransactions and it does try to get you to buy heavily into the cars, but so far, I have not hit that paywall. And I've been playing it pretty consistently for the past three days, four days, three days, ish. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. The, uh, the story mode, the campaign mode, does get a little bit like tied off, roadblocked. But that's only because it kind of forces you into the other modes, which are also fun. But the fact that it does that to kind of like soup up your car is a smart way to say, hey, it's not just straight campaign mode. You have all these other racing options to do as well and all these and you're not pigeonholed to just having one car and soup it up but rather souping up all your cars as you come across as more races will be unlocked as you soup up all of the cars that you have in your garage. It's a smart mechanic. I like what it's done doing and I really like the graphics on it. Um, I'm playing this off of the new iPhone Pro Max which has an excellent battery and excellent uh, screen and I'm having a lot of fun playing it. The races are quick, the global community is fast, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'll just say that I'm glad this thing isn't just like a total hog of my battery because I can easily see this game just taking up everything and eventually crashing if your phone is not up-to-date if it is an older phone or an older software You may be experiencing lag which can and will hinder the process of the racing experience That being said I'm having fun. I think it's a good uh, game and I'm looking forward to playing more of it and with that, look at that, 40 minutes, like I said to myself and not to you guys, that we shall end this here. This has been the Media Boat Podcast. If you would like to watch us live or watch any of our old shows, you can find us on YouTube.com backslash Media Boat. We're on, uh, uh, on Facebook. Facebook. Find us on Facebook. It's Facebook and Facebook. Uh, it's Facebook at Media Boat. Podcast on t- Twitter at Media Boatcast. You can find us at Twitch at Mediaboat Podcast. Uh, you could find us on Patreon to search MediaBoat and we'll be there. Or if you want to go to their website, MediaBoatPodcast.com, media you can see all of our old articles there. Or if you'd like to email us about any questions, comments, concerns, we always appreciate it. Um, that is MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com Lastly, this is uh, cost this does cost money to run and we would greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe to our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. That would greatly help us out. You can find us that at Patreon.com backslash MediaBoatPodcast I will be out next week, uh, but Matt will be back for his solo podcast and we'll keep on rolling with these weekly episodes this has been 201 I have been episode this has been episode 201 201 we are at 201 last week was 200 Uh, this is episode 201 I have been Mike This is of course the meatball podcast thank you for listening Okay, bye